1: Hello and welcome to the Talking Biotech podcast. It's the weekly podcast about agriculture and medicine with an emphasis on biotechnology and the good things it can do for the people and the planet. My name is Modesta Vugu. I'm a graduate student at the Department of Horticultural Sciences, University of Florida. I'm delighted to be the guest host for today's episode and to help out in continuing this great tradition of communicating biotech innovation going on in different parts of the world today we'll be talking about the recent approval for the commercialization of bt cotton in kenya if you've been following the biotech stories in africa lately you recall that it has taken a long time to get the government to approve biotech products in the country our guest today is mr daniel magondo he's a smallholder farmer and the chairman Of the Society for Biotech Farmers of Kenya, Sobifac. Welcome, Daniel.
2: Yes, thank you. Thank you, Modesta. I'm Daniel Magodu, chairman for Sobifac. Sobifac is the short form for Society for Biotechnology Farming of Kenya, which has representation from all cotton farming regions of this country. ZOMBIFAC is a biotechnology farmer's association which which engages all stakeholders including scientists, policy makers, media, women and youth in a concerted effort to achieve a smooth transition of biotech crop from research to products. And we are ready. Some farmers are ready to embrace the modern agricultural biotechnology.
1: That is amazing. Let's let's start with talking about cotton production. What is the cotton production landscape in, in Kenya?
2: Well, the cotton production in Kenya is raw because um, you cannot compare the current cotton production in Kenya with yester years those years early 80s because it by then it was the second employer from civil service but today the average cotton rent production, uh, is 25,000 bills against a national demand of 200,000 bills? The deficit is covered through import from our neighboring countries like Uganda, Tanzania, and the Far East countries.
1: How long have you been a cotton farmer?
2: I have been a cotton farmer now for over 20 years. And even when I was young, my father was growing cotton. So, even the knowledge I came to get of cotton, I found it when it was being produced and even being aerial sprayed in my home county, that is where, And since then, I have i have been following the cotton very closely because i know cotton is wealth
1: cotton is wealth indeed and so what what are the regions in kenya that grow cotton is it uh, what, what what kind of farmers grow it are they mostly smallholder farmers or commercial farmers
2: the regions cotton cotton can do well in most of the kenyan's in most of the kenyan's uh, um Radimas because if you look at Kenya's radimus, over 75 percent is arid and semi-allied lands, and cotton is an unrouted tolerant crop and um, in these areas, where most of the communities live, they can produce cotton. Generally, right now, over 24 counties in the republic can produce cotton cotton can do well in those counties
1: that, that means that cotton has been a major source of livelihood for most farmers in Kenya
2: yes those years when it was not it was not being attacked by these um, cotton bollworm it was a major source of income because it was the second employer from the civil service. But today, most of the farmers have shined away from growing cotton because of insect infestation. Meaning that the, the cotton, cotton production has become too low and it is almost at the deathbed.
1: You know, you you brought me to the next question that I was going to ask, which is the major production barriers that you faced as a cotton farmer. Um, but um, before we talk about those production barriers, would, does Kenya export cotton? Is there a textile industry for cotton? And um, how how much has, has it gone down over time compared to what it is now?
2: Well... Then before uh, our local textile industries were operational, but right now, as we talk, most of them are dormant, and we are now. They are now. We are now very eager to start the the newly approved cotton because uh, because these industries became dormant because of lack of raw materials the cotton that we produce here cannot be sufficient in our local textile industries until uh, the cotton millers gets a way of trying to source cotton from countries that are neighboring our Republic of Kenya it's
1: obvious that that there is a particular decline in cotton production and you mentioned that it's because of um the the insects that attack cotton Could, can you tell us more about this um insect that attacks attacks cotton and how much does it affect production
2: Ah uh, well the insect that um, attack cotton there are several but the worst one is the african bollworm that one is the major threat to cotton production in our country can you talk
1: some more about how much this bollworm affects productivity like do you do you have any measures that you use to control the bollworm
2: uh, yes well we don't have measures to control bollworm but I definitely assure you that if a farmer plants cotton and fails to apply pest controls for over 12 times in a season, he either gets a very poor harvest or gets nothing. And that is the reason why most of the farmers had shined away from growing cotton because of incurring losses, year in and year out. We are still talking
1: with uh, Daniel Magundu. Daniel is the chairman for the Society of Biotech Farmers of Kenya, SUBIFAC, and will be back in just a moment.
3: Time to face the strange changes. Change always looks ominous and problematic when it's in front of us but tiny as it disappears in the rear-view mirror. Imposed changes foster an opportunity to think big, encourage growth, and take on new ideas. However, the transitions can be a bit bumpy. So bear with us as we develop new and more powerful platforms featuring a diversity of voices, opinions, and sweet, sweet new science. Now we know you have many podcast choices, yet the numbers show we're still growing, and positive change can be part of keeping it fresh and interesting, and only expanding our listenership. Thank you for listening to the Talking Biotech Podcast.
1: And now we are back on the Talking Biotech Podcast. We are speaking with Mr. Daniel Magundu. He's the chairman for the society of biotech farmers of kenya and our topic today is we are discussing the recent approval for the commercialization of bt cotton in kenya and we are getting his perspective of what this means to kenyan farmer um i guess you've talked about the challenges with cotton production and you you mentioned a little on the um option that is available for to control to take care of some of these challenges so could you tell us a little bit about the biotechnology innovation on cotton
2: uh yes uh the biotech the biotechnology innovation on cotton is the process known as genetic modification that is gm the inbuilt mechanism to protect cotton plant from caterpillar pests.
1: It's amazing that you have such an amount of information on it. Have you been part of any of the research or the field trials um, on on this um, technology? How did you get to know so much about the technology?
2: Well, most of the time I have been trying to follow uh, the scientists because when farmers are gathered together we, uh, we were educated about the inability to uh to cotton ballworm the plant that has got a protection of its own so we have been visiting the trial sites and in these trial sites most of the time we used to have, to have scientists and they normally educate us about the, about the innovation. And that's the reason why we came to form Sobifac, so that we can embrace the modern agricultural biotechnology
1: that is so cool so with now that the president has approved for um the commercialization of bt cotton what has been the response of the farmers in sobifac Are they how do how have they been responding to this good news
2: well uh since national performance trial site started the bt uh, for bt cotton the farmers have been Eager, waiting for the government to release the, co- the BT cotton seeds. When the president and his cabinet arrived at this wise decision of approving BT cotton farming, the farmers were very excited and are eagerly waiting for BT cotton seed, which we expect between now and the month of March 2020.
1: That is that is pretty soon It's going to come in in a three months in three months time and that means that um, the farmers will have more options as to uh, seeds that are resistant to the cotton bollworm. and uh, this definitely has uh, so many potentials like reviving the textile industry. What do you think about this?
2: Uh, well the farmers the farmers are ready for the for the bt cotton because they know that most uh, most of the expenses will be lowered and I mean the cost of production will be low uh they reduce the reduced number of pest control applications that is money left in the farmers' pockets and at the same time the period that could have been used when when controlling the pests will be used in other income generating income generating activities within the farmer's homestead. So the farmers are very happy about the decision and they are very much waiting for the BT cotton seeds to be released.
1: That is that is interesting, and I'm I'm sure farmers in other parts of Africa, East Africa, like Uganda, they also would be will follow the footsteps of the president of Kenya. Um, I guess my next question will be: Um, do you know about other biotech crops that uh, are in the pipeline for development, and um, do you know what those biotech crops are, are targeted at?
2: Ah, uh, yes, the other. Crops under uh, research: uh, dry dry tolerant and insect maize, virus resistant cassava, virus sweet insecti- potatoes, bacteria wilt resistant insecti- bananas, and fortified sorghum. Those ones are in prime and With the target is important food security crops, which our people needs.
1: Awesome. Uh, Now you've brought me to my other question, which is um, how impactful will growing BT cotton be for farmers in Kenya? Do you think this will be sustainable, growing BT cotton, would that be sustainable in the long run?
2: It will create a, a lot of impact to the farmers in the Republic of Kenya on socio-economic and if you look at it from from the farm level the job creation will be started from the farm families to the apparel makers making a youth to have to have to have jobs because one has got a long value chain on the side of sustainability the government should invest fully in the research so that it can have a continuity of um, BT cotton seed production program in the country, where farmers should be deployed on the side of seed production programs.
1: Right, yeah. That That is very important. And I'm sure that you've been part of this conversation around GMOs lately, and you know about some of the people, the anti-GMO activists that speak against this technology, or that say that the technology is not good enough for farmers. As a farmer, you are an end user of this technology, and you face firsthand the challenges that um you 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 have you face these challenges in the farm by yourself. what would you say to these activists and these anti- gmo people that speak against the use of this technology in agriculture?
2: Well, if I look at these civil societies who who talk against the the genetically modified crops, most of them use myths which has no facts but If you come to science, science is facts. And we cannot allow them to continue causing uncertainties to the people who are suffering like farmers. But what we do, we are going to stand with the science because science cannot cheat you. Science is facts, but these people doesn't. Rely on the facts, they rely on hearses. Mm,
1: that is a very strong word science is fact and we are going to stand on, on on science. Thank you so much for those final words. We are happy about the news and the fact that the government have approved the commercialization of BT cotton and we can't wait to hear the impact stories of uh, planting this BT cotton. Finally, before you go, if anyone wants to learn more about Sobifac, your organization, is there a website or a social media that they can social media handle that
2: they can visit? Well, right now Zombie Park got registered in the year 2017. It is very young in the country and we are trying, we are trying to bring farmers together to create awareness, just trying to educate people about the modern agricultural agricultural technologies and very soon i think after after the MBT cotton has taken off we are going to have all what we don't have we are going to try and have our own website
1: thank you so much mr daniel for all the information that you've shared with us it's been very insightful and we can't wait to hear about the impact that growing beauty cotton we have in Kenyan economy. And thank you all our listeners for tuning in to the Talking Biotech podcast. Please help by writing a review on iTunes or share this episode over your social media networks. Your reviews, comments, and suggestions help us share the science better. Thank you all and see you next time.
3: Bye. The Talking Biotech podcast is produced by Kevin Falter. The website and associated costs are all paid by Kevin Fulta personally. This dissemination of scientific information has absolutely zero affiliation with the University of Florida and the Views Express do not necessarily represent those of its faculty, staff, students, attorneys, or human resources personnel that monitor and enforce its strict adherence to the university's social media policy. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.
0: You've been listening to Talking Biotech, sponsored by Calabra, the platform that bridges the gap between siloed research tools. With Calabra's Electronic Lab Notebook, scientists can work together in real time, sharing data and insights with ease. Revolutionize your research collaboration. Sign up for a demo today at Calabra.app, C-O-L-A-B-R-A dot app.